The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Iris Networks, specializing in quality fiber internet and voice. Business owners, take advantage of Iris Networks when you switch over to the real deal business internet and voice company. You will experience 90 days of no payments. 90 days of no payments to get you started on the right foot. Iris Networks is a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. It's time for Attaboy, where we highlight positivity. Ben, where are you going today? have a couple of things I would like to mention. First, I'm going to give the butler an attaboy because the butler has accepted an invite to the 2022 East-West Shrine Bowl, which is played in Las Vegas. You played in the East-West Shrine Bowl, right? Yeah, in, in Houston. And, um, I mean, if you don't mind, I'd just I, I like to add some context to Go for it. What, what Matthew Butler will be experiencing. Go for um, it. That... That experience is going to change. Is going, is going to change his life. Now, Matthew Butler has has you know, been overseas and, and been part of a program uh, where he is. Um, I forgot the name of the program on top of my head. Uh, we had talked about it during Tennessee Prime, um, the Ball Leaders Program. Ball Leaders Program, yeah. And um, that was a great experience for him. And you know, he, we mentioned that he went to Africa, and we spoke about that on Tennessee Prime earlier in the season, but. Being a part of the, the Shriners game, these players will uh, learn that the game is named after uh, the Shriners Hospital and the Children's Shriners Hospital. There's Children's uh, Shriners Hospitals all over the country. And um, during that week, you'll go to the hospital. The players from both sides will go to the hospital and um, they'll, they'll get a crash course on what young what young people are, are fighting that shouldn't be fighting, They're fighting for their life, man, cancer and other illnesses, and uh, they'll get a whole new perspective on life they already um, haven't experienced that um, at their schools where they where they where they've played college football for the last you know four or five years. But there's so much tradition, man. It's rich when you think about the East West Shriners game, and uh, I got a chance to to be a part of that. Um, it was it was fantastic, but it was in Houston. I think they moved it to Florida. Now it's down in Vegas. So yeah, congratulations to uh, Matthew Butler. He's gonna he's gonna really really enjoy that. Impossible not to root for Matthew Butler, aka the Butler. The Butler. My other added boy from earlier this week on Tuesday night, Steph Curry Ooh, became the NBA's all time leader in threes made, passing Ray Allen. Steph Curry at the time, don't know if the Warriors have played since. I, I don't believe so. But uh, Steph Curry has now made 2,974 threes in his career and is atop the leaderboard. Ray Allen is second. Reggie Miller is third. Fourth place is surprising to me, Swain. Current player, James Harden. 
I know James Harden's a great three-point shooter, but I didn't realize he was already that far up the list. Yeah. Uh, Warriors play the Celtics tomorrow at 7.30. Well, poor Steph. Grant will have him in handcuffs. Boy, stop. Uh, your boy Damian Lillard, who took an L to the Grizzlies last night without John Morant, uh, is 10th on the list. Did, I don't think Dane played. Did he play? He played. I watched him. He was terrible. I know, he was, I know he's been battling injuries. So, he, he's not right. He, yeah, I mean, he was he was overlaying layups. And yeah, he, he, he wasn't making many shots. Hey, man, if, watch, if any. Watch, watch your mouth, man. Don't I love look. Damian Lillard. Okay, just want to make sure. But you always like to 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 hype up Dame, rightfully so. But you like to throw shade at my Grizzlies. So nah, I like mess with you. I like when, John Morant. Oh, I know. But when since you like to throw shade at my guys, I'm gonna throw shade at your guys when my guys beat your guy. That's fine. That's fine. That ain't my team though. But add add a boy to uh, Steph Curry. I I am a, a huge Steph Curry fan. I, I know yep. he's been a, a running joke on the show uh, because back in the day, back when I had hair, uh, multiple people unprompted. One. No, more than my wife. It, it was not just my wife. My wife did believe this. But, I mean, people would come up to me when I was working at a popular sporting goods store and I was selling shoes in the footwear department. And like two or three people unprompted said that I look like Steph Curry. So it, it just wasn't my it's wife. Just, it's just the eyes. It's the eyes. <laughs> sure. Uh, but how can you not like Steph Curry? Just an, an all-time person and no drama off the, off the court and does everything the right way yep. and, and gives back to the community and, and so many different communities and in so many different ways. He is just a tremendous role model, in, in my opinion, and one of my favorite athletes regardless of, of sports. So shout out to Steph Curry. For sure. For sure. Um, I'm giving an at a girl at a girl this morning to uh Shemika Holesclaw. Uh she will represent the Washington Mystics um in the WNBA draft lottery December the nineteenth. And the draft lottery will be broadcasted on ESPN at three PM. Wanna show some love to the WNBA and uh, women's basketball, but uh, Sharika Holtzclaw will be representing the Washington Mystics, where she played and uh, had a phenomenal career. So I'm giving her an Atta girl. The the only former Lady Vol that you want to give an Atta girl to today? Yep. Just making sure. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. And of course, Atta boy to Josh Heupel and his coaching staff for the excellent job that they did recruiting this cycle. I mean, you, you can pinpoint an assistant coach with a different recruit, big recruit, that they were instrumental in throughout the process. So shout out to, to Tennessee's coaching staff as, as well. A job very well done. And I ask you now, Swain, oh. how would you answer your question that you asked me to begin the show yesterday. What's that? Has Tennessee exceeded your expectations this recruiting cycle? Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. There were some questions about what Josh Heupel was going to be able to do recruiting-wise. I mean, that was a question that we that we, we rose, um, that we know offensively there's no problem. The only question is, can he recruit? And – there's there's waters that are just really 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 choppy 
inside of the SEC when it comes to recruiting. Sometimes nice guys don't win in recruiting in the SEC. And so the question was, can Josh Heupel do it? Because he hadn't done it yet. So how are you going to tell someone, say that someone can do it or they can't do it before they actually had an opportunity? So Josh Heupel proved in his first year that he can recruit here. You know what else is proven? The other thing that's proven is that Tennessee sells itself a lot. Yes. More than people want to admit nationally. I got an example. Petty Ben from Textbox. I, I got I got I got an example. You want an example? I got you. So Tennessee, according to Rivals, which is my favorite site right now. At one point yesterday was at 10 in the team rankings. Right now they are at 11. When Josh Heupel was hired at Tennessee, I remember a lot of us was paying attention to what Central Florida fans had to say. A lot of people was paying attention to what Central Florida fans had to say. I ain't really care what they had to say. But a lot of people was quoting Central Florida, Central Florida, Central Florida fans on Josh Heupel because they didn't like to hire because it wasn't a big name. And so, of course, they wanted to go look at the negative things that Central Florida fans were saying and, and regurgitate it. But the knock on Josh Heupel from Central Florida fans was that he couldn't recruit. He wasn't personable. He was, he can't recruit. Man, he can't recruit. Doesn't have a good personality. That was the narrative from Central Florida. Gus Malzahn, when he was at Auburn, he did a pretty good job recruiting. Did he, did he not? I could recruit at Auburn. <laughs> he did a pretty good job recruiting at, at Auburn. He did a pretty good job. He did a really good job. You go look at some of his some of his classes. Um, I mean, did a pretty good job. Auburn was was twelfth in the country in uh, two thousand and nineteen class. You know, that, that that's that's good. Uh, Auburn was top ten class in two thousand twenty. So Gus 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 recruited well at Auburn. You know, top top third in the SEC. He did a pretty good job. But it's amazing that now that Gus is at Central Florida, he is he is in a different in a different place. He is right now. Forty fifth in the country. Now why is that? How does Josh Heupel go from not being recruited into Florida to, to having a borderline top 10 class in his, in his first big-time recruiting class at Tennessee? You take Gus Malzahn that's been floating in top 10 for the last couple of years at Auburn. He goes to Central Florida, and now he's at 40, 45. Now, how could that be? Well, it's simple. Sometimes schools recruit itself. And sometimes there's outside forces that kind of push you along 
and get you over the recruiting hump on a certain player. You can put two and two together. Derek Dooley recruited fairly well here. Bush Jones recruited fairly well here. Darren Pruitt recruited fairly well, fairly well here when you look at the rankings and all that stuff. We knew he, you know, blew some opportunities as well as Bush Jones blew some opportunities. But when you go look at the rankings of all those coaches, it wasn't terrible. The point is, I mean, Tennessee kind of I – mean, there's resources. It kind of settles itself. And Gus Malzahn doesn't have those at Auburn. And look where he's at. At 45. So, anyways, 865-200-5503 is our telephone number here on the Swain event. Ben McKee, speaking of recruiting classes, mm, 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 mm. Somebody, who, who's your favorite commit, not named Squirrel White? Squirrel White. Who is your favorite, who's your second favorite player? There you go. That's a better question. It's the same question, just worded differently. <laughs> Dylan Sampson. Really? Yeah, man. You like those Louisiana boys. Dude, dude, dude fast, man. Yeah, he, he fast. <laughs> dude. That's the one thing about our running back position, our running back group, is I didn't see us running away from people enough that – with Dylan Sampson, you you will see. Like, this this kid is fast. So, he is one, and then, um, it's I mean, it's, it's James Pierce. It's those two. It is uh, Sampson and it's Pierce for me. Because give me the edge rusher. Give me the guy that have a chance to play early, that can affect the quarterback, because that's how you create turnovers. Give me the pass rusher from Charlotte, North Carolina, and James Pierce, four-star. 6'5", 220, 220 already. Physically, looks like he, weight-wise, be ready to play. Uh, you, put some, you put some more weight on him, put some muscle on him. Uh, the speed, the bend that you hear Tennessee coaches talking about, those are attributes and measurables that I think can get you on the football field early and make some plays early. So, James Pierce and Dylan Sampson are my favorite two outside of Squirrel White. You know what's crazy? And we'll get to Triple O and Volstorm here in just a second. Tennessee has a top-level quarterback signed, and he's barely talked about. Do you pick up that vibe as well? I'm writing a Taven Jackson story right now, and I got to thinking, like, this dude is a top 125 player. We have him at Rivals, the, the number 114 overall player in the country, number seven at his position, number four in the state of Indiana, which Indiana isn't too shabby when it comes to high school football. Yeah. It's not the best, but it's not bad either. No, I mean, it's more basketball school state, but you're right. You're, As I said, right. not too shabby. No, you're right. You're right. I know. And, like, nobody's talking about him. 6'5", 195, got a, a live arm. He, he's a winner. He plays basketball. He's a really good basketball player. His his brother is the best basketball player on Indiana's basketball team right now. He's a, he's a great athlete, and the ball jumps out of his hand, and he can make plays with his legs. Yeah, the ball jumps out of his hand. That's that is exact um, phrase that I was told when talking to someone over at Tennessee about Taven Jackson when he before he committed, knowing that that was the gentleman that we were targeting when we uh, you know was looking for quarterbacks and kind of struck out some early in the hypo tenure. 
the ball jumps out of his hands. Yes. And he is just an elite athlete on top of being a mm-hmm. – he, he's not just a good football player. He's just – everything he does, he's great at. Yep. <laughs> he's great at everything. And, and one thing that I thought was interesting that Josh Heupel talked about yesterday, Swain, when he was asked about Dylan – or Taven Jackson is his spatial awareness as a basketball player. He said he's an elite basketball player, and when he was watching his basketball tape, his spatial awareness – was something that stood out and is important because he think that correlates to playing the quarterback positions, particularly in this offense. Hundred percent. I thought that was fascinating. You, you you usually don't hear coaches go in in that much detail to the, to the media, but I, I thought it was cool and thinking outside of the box. I, I love thinking outside of the box, so I, I appreciated that. Yeah, you are right, man. Usually, quarterback gets the most attention, and there's been other guys get more attention than than Taven, Taven Jackson. So. And I think it's because he committed so early. Yeah, maybe so. We've got the goat triple O. Yeah, I don't know about the goat triple O. Good morning. Don't hate Slay. I'm just hey, messing with you, man. Don't 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 be a Kentucky fan on me. No, I would never do that now. You, you have to forgive Swain Triple O. His, his father whipped him on Sunday night. Oh, well. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you this much. Uh, I'm, I'm excited, you know, to have, a, to have a real coach and have a real AD again. It feels good when you have quality, right? You don't realize what you don't have until you finally have it again sometimes, right? Um that's probably how I'm going to finally feel the day that Detroit start winning again in football. It's like, ah, it feels so good. Huh? It just feels, it just feels so good. I'll get there eventually. But, Maybe. But I'm on a wait list until like 2023. <laughs> 23? You mean 33? Well, maybe 43 at this rate. Who knows? Uh, but, but you know what excited me about, about yesterday? What's that? The fear factor of other schools in the SECs. Because everybody knows who the sleeper giant has been the last 10 years. It's us, mm-hmm. right? And people realize we talk ish to you now. How much more will it go up when we start really winning again? It's going to get 10 times worse, right? Yeah. I mean, people, be- people know we've been kind of shooting ourselves in our own foot. Yeah. And now it's like, Oh well, you know now we're going. You know we might become the Bama of the East again by getting out of our own way finally. So if we get out of our own way, watch out, because people tend to forget something about the, the not us here at Putting Blacky Top. You know we get made fun of, but people forget about one fact. And I'm glad that you 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 know mentioned about how Tennessee sells itself. People kind of forget that the only place where 75 meets 40 in the whole country is right here which means that 70% of the country you can get to within 12 hours. Or if you have some family members that might have a little flight on a legion and everything, you can get to where you want to get to within two to four hours. It's very convenient to be able to go where you want to go to. So if you want to go back home, you got per diem to go back home. You got ways to get to transportation. You got Atlanta three hours away. You got Charlotte three hours away. Four hours away. Well, the way up my family drive is three. <laughs> but that's a different story. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you I can get, get to right. where you can, with basically 70% of the country you can get to within one day. You can go there and go back within a day. 
So it's not like you can't go see your family and your friends if you really need to go see your family and your friends. That's another benefit that people forget about this state. So I'm looking forward to us finally rising up and start whooping everybody's tail. And trust me, and if I hear these stupid Kentucky fans talking about, we got a five-star, you didn't get a five-star. You've lost 34 out of the last 37 games against us. It took you, by the time the Purple Rain came out, to Pruitt's last year to finally beat us here in Knoxville. I mean, for every time that I hear them talk to me, talk trash to me on, on Twitter, that's why you hear everybody go Purple Rain. Because it was the beginning when Purple Rain came out till Pruitt's last year when they finally beat us here in Knoxville. I don't even know why Kentucky fans say anything. That's the one school that can't say anything in Tennessee. And, and in, in any sport, it don't make any sense to me. Here, here's the one thing about Kentucky's recruiting class. Yes, they got a five-star. Yes, they signed a bunch of four-stars. Yes, they got a, a bunch of high-level three-stars. They got a bunch of four-stars and high-level three-stars and a five-star because nobody else wanted them. The big schools did not want those particular four stars or Keontae Goodwin or the high-level three stars. So we will see who was right in their evaluations here in a couple of years. But right now, Kentucky fans, you got everybody else's sloppy leftovers that nobody else wanted. And then on, on, on top of that, here's the whole thing that I don't get about that state, right? This is the thing I don't understand. Vanderbilt plays us better than they do traditionally. I mean, come on, man. I mean, think about it. You know how we talk about how many L's my team gets in their pros? A lot. They worse. They get worse than that. Check this out, dude. They are 26, 82, and 5 all time, right? They need to win another game just to get to 25%. They need to get win two games just to get over 25%. That means lifetime. History of, of playing us. You can't even win one out of every four games in your history. And y'all going to yap to us? Man, sit there. Man, sit there, Kentucky, Swamp Donkey, Kroger Point having asses down permanently. They even been to the SEC championship game. Man, they can't even say nothing to us. Man, they, I mean, even if they played on NCAA when it comes back out in 2023, they still ain't going to make the, they still ain't going to make the SEC championship game. That's how bad they suck. You know, I can't stand them. You know the thing, you know, you know, what you're below, and thanks, thanks for the call, man. When, when, when you see Kentucky fans bragging about being higher than Tennessee in the in recruiting rankings, you know they're pretty much incriminating themselves. They're making the points for you, Tennessee fans. That on Kentucky's best day, their best seasons, they still lose to Tennessee. It don't matter. It makes you look worse when you go out here and win recruiting battles and still lose to Tennessee, simpletons, why would you even use that as a bragging chip? And man, we two spots ahead of you because we got this one five star that the other elite schools in the SEC did not want. He picked between tennis or uh, Kentucky and Michigan State. When was the last time, Swain, you saw a five star offensive tackle? Pick between Kentucky and Michigan State. A five-star offensive tackle. I've never seen one of I them. I haven't seen it. Pick no. between Kentucky and Michigan State. And he had a goofy-ass recruitment on top of it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it at all. I have not seen it. So, 
All you do is just making a point for Tennessee fans that on your best day you still can't beat Tennessee. All right, let's go back to the phones. Get to uh, Volstorm. Volstorm, good morning. Yeah, the Kentucky stuff doesn't even bother me. I I know of a guy who's a big Kentucky fan. He's bragging about the recruit recruit class, and all I had to tell him was, "Yep, they're still going to take an L to Tennessee." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're still going to lose to Tennessee. Simple as Guys, that. You got Justin Rogers last? What? Two years ago. What has he done? He ain't done anything. Matt Elam, the five-star defense, defensive tackle from several years back. What did he do? Yeah. He Nothing. Still, he still ain't beat Tennessee with them, so it don't, it don't matter. Every time Kentucky has, like, their best season ever, they always end up with an L to Tennessee. Exactly. fact. You love to see it. <laughs> Guys, I'm surprised you didn't give an attaboy to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars owner. No, he deserves one. Finally, dropping drop it off Urban Meyer in the middle of the night. Man, I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning, and um, I checked my phone. I was like, oh, Herb got curbed. See ya. All right, Will Smith. See ya, Urban Meyer. Out of there. The I, kicker story got him. That was the last yeah, straw. Yes. <laughs> Josh Lambeau, that got him. Talking about Urban coming up and kicking him during practice. He said, don't you ever kick me again. And Urban turned around looked at him and said, well, I'm the blank head coach. I can do whatever I blank want to. Hey, you know what Urban messed up? Ah. I had the article. I had, I had it pulled up. I had the tab pulled up. And I closed it. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you how Urban messed up. Because he, he got caught in a lie. He, he, got, he got caught. Which one? It's a lot. But the recent one, because he got caught in line with the whole Zach Smith stuff. But Urban messed up. Here's how Urban messed up. The reports about what he said to his uh, assistant coaches, calling them losers, what happened between him uh, and Marvin Jones, receiver. Like all these reports, all these reports came out. And when Urban was asked about it, what did Urban do? He denied it. He denied it. But then, in the same breath, in the same breath, said, quote, this is to S.I.'s uh, Albert Beer, starting leaking some information or nonsense, that's garbage. If there's a source, then that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds. So you denying it, but then you out here threatening people that who tell they gonna get fired. Well, so which Ur- one is it, Urban? Th- Urban thought this was college. He thought it he was could, college, exactly. Where he could control the narrative, he could control all that. In the NFL, they're professional. They don't care about you. They do not care. Exactly. You can't. You can't. Treat people like crap in the league and expect this stuff not to get out. It's going to get out, and it did get out. And this dude was talking about, you know, firing people if they leak information, but said the information was was false. Well, did you say that the information was false information that they're leaking, or, or just information in general? That's that's how I look at it. So, yeah, Urban continues to lie, continues to get caught. He needs to sit down somewhere with, with, with what went on in the last couple of months. 
I don't think you can you can even put him on a network to, to be a college football analyst at this point. Like you just you, you can't touch him right now. Good. No, you, you you can't touch him right now. And if he does go back into college coaching, which we all think he probably will, Two. now you're gonna have now you're gonna have to because one thing this NIL stuff has done is you've basically shifted power to these businesses and these boosters. Because that's who's going to help control who you get on that campus and who you keep. It's not the ADs. It's not the coaches. What's it's the, the NIL deal. What's the difference? In the, they've always had the power. I Because I think you're going to have a lot more of these businesses now be like, well, I would rather put money toward a recruit than I would toward, let's say, facilities. Yeah, there's some that might feel that way. There's some that also say, I would rather put my name attached to someone that I know has done the right things for two, three years as examples of quality play and yep. behavior um, being yep. acceptable. So I know the Swain event won't be putting his name attached to no recruit without me meeting them and knowing them. And, you know, I, I, need, like, I need to know family history. I need to know... Health, health history, social security number. <laughs> I need know. I need know. So I need know everything about you. If I'm going to attach, you know, my hard earned um, efforts in building this brand to some kid that hasn't played it down yet. No, and that's you're definitely right on that. Is what the NILs are going to do is they're going to keep a lot of these high profile players that have these deals, keep them in check because. If you're sitting there worried about goofing off, being a typical college student, but you you're gonna risk that NIL money, uh uh-uh. uh. Hey man, this uh it's gonna be fun to, to unpackage. Justin uh sent in a message on the text box earlier after he called in and he made a really, really good point. Um he said that uh, let's see here. So Number one, you don't draw attention to yourself with NIL deals. Um, the second is that if you publicly put out NIL deals, you will only drive up the price on yourself. And these people, they don't know how to negotiate. So why would you put out these numbers of what you're going to be paying people publicly so that way the competition can come in and outbid yep. you? Like, you should, keep that thing, you should keep those things under wraps. Now, if you're the player, you're going to – you're going to know that number and use it as leverage and see if the other person wants to match it. Um, but there's really no reason to be putting this stuff out publicly and, and having it out there. You work you work in silence, move in silence, and uh, that's the way you should do things. Yep, absolutely. Hey, Swain, before I go, make sure Ben goes nowhere near Ramon Foster. We'll be seeing videos on Twitter. See you, bud! You got it. <laughs> you got it. But I love the I love the Kentucky trash talk, man. I, I like I I I love it um, because Kentucky fans make themselves look look really 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 silly, complaining. Or excuse me, trying to brag about recruiting rankings when your last two best teams you still lost to a Tennessee team that you shouldn't have lost to. Yeah, you beat some recruiting. Yeah, you're winning in recruiting. Okay. You're only making a point for us. That's all you're doing. I like a nice trash-talking segment. 
I like a nice trash talk. Thank you, Triple OG Jamie. Thank you. I like a little trash talk at a school that literally can't say anything to you in any sport right now. In baseball, in basketball, the sport that y'all supposed to own, in football, lady basketball. Like, you can't really say anything, Kentucky, in any sport against Tennessee. It makes no sense at all why you would want to trash talk. But if you want that heat, you want that smoke, we got smoke for you. We got smoke for you. We don't have litter for you, though, because in the state of Tennessee, we're trying to clean up a litter problem because there's over 100 million pieces of litter uh, in beautiful Tennessee on our roadways at any given time. Um, 60% of water pollution is attributed to litter. Litter on the roadways can make its way into the waterways, destroying natural habitats and damaging water quality in Tennessee's rivers and streams. Come on now, we, we can't have that. Uh, cigarette butts are considered litter and can be toxic chemicals into the environment and contaminate our water. It's one thing to smoke. If you want to smoke, you smoke. I, I think it's kind of weird. But hey, if you want to smoke, you smoke, smoke cigarettes. But at least put the cigarette out in the butt and throw it in a trash can. At least do that. Put, it, put the butt in the trash can, please. 28% of litter is classified as intentional, meaning it's thrown right out the vehicle windows. And, folks, we can do something about it. If everyone just changed their habits just slightly, these numbers could be dramatically uh, different and better and lower. It's really bad for the environment, and you can do something about it. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Again, nobodytrashestennessee.com. Join the movement. Let's keep Tennessee clean. Let's keep it looking great. Let's keep it looking better than Kentucky. They can't even beat Tennessee on their best day. On their best day can't beat Tennessee. Tennessee air is just cleaner. Smells better. Let's keep it that way. My fellow Tennesseans. Hour three of the Swain event, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Stay with us. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Hey there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. 
Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office Furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit. You get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, 
there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? day and age of college football and some people are not ready for it and there's a lot of people that don't like it but they're keeping their comments to themselves because it comes across as complaining and making excuses every coach is going through the same thing um, has to worry about the same changes there's some coaches that won't be affected because they're they're already at the top um, and they'll just adapt and still win at a high level but the coaches who are affected we the ones they speak out. And the ones who are not having the same success as before will speak out. In this case, that is Dabo Sweeney. That is Dabo Sweeney. Now, I do agree with him that um, there's a bunch of kids in the portal. Most of them won't have anywhere to go. That there's tampering going on in college, college football. Before kids get into the portal, I agree. That's, that's not what needs to go on. I do understand that mental health is one of the biggest issues in college. There's a lot of kids whose identity is wrapped up in football, and all this does is further that. I do feel like mental health needs to be addressed, and it is being addressed. It, it's more now than ever before, just like it should. So not everything that Dad Sweeney said yesterday was 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 wrong, but here's where. For me, gets him on for what? This is what this is what Dabo lost me. It's total chaos right now, tampering galore, kids being being manipulated, grass is greener, and all that stuff, as opposed to putting in the work and graduating. There's no consequences. So now you got agents. NIL tampering, and you have no consequences. No consequences equals no conscience. There's no reason for pause, uh, no barrier for young people, like nothing. Education is like the last thing now. Dabo, where have you been? Education has always been on the back burner when it comes to tennis, to uh, football recruiting. It's always been on the back burner. Stop trying to use this stuff, man, because you can't adapt. And you're having problems adapting. And you're not on top. It's convenient now to mention all these things after not playing the AC Championship game, losing players to the transfer portal, not playing in a national championship game. I didn't see these quotes last year, the year before, year before that. I didn't see these quotes. I didn't hear him talk about, you know, education being on the back burner. But now, he wants to mention it. Education has always been on the back burner. It's always been second around this time of the year because it's about recruiting and on the field play. The education part is a factor in some of the guys who make announcements and decisions. But it's always been on the back burner. Dabo 
Mike Farrell. Y'all stop with the cap. Acting like something is different now than it was before. It's not different. Stop it. So Dabo gets, he gets it for what today? He gets it for what today? Just adapt, Dabo. That's all you got to do. Yeah, it's, it's, we all know that college football is different. We all know that there's things that, that, we, that we do like about the changes, that we don't like about the changes. But everyone has to adapt. If I had to pick which one I like more between the portal and the NIL, it would be the NIL. I think the, I think the portal is a bigger problem than the NIL, to be honest. The portal is a bigger problem. Because dudes are just getting in there after not playing one season as a freshman, not having anywhere to go, and then you, you might try to come back and the door's closed. I mean, I'm looking at the portal as we speak. Like, to see all the players who are currently in the portal, you have to stroll. Scroll, 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 scroll. You got, like, you you really have to load more players at the bottom of the screen. Load more players at the bottom of the screen. I just did it twice. Here's a third time. I, just, I clicked it a third time. Here's a fourth time. All right. Here's a fifth time. Here's a sixth time. I'm loading more players in this transfer portal database. There's so many kids in this thing. Portal is a bigger problem than NIL. Where are you going for your for what? If you have one, Ben. I am giving Coppin State basketball a for what? They played Drexel earlier this week on Tuesday night, and they forgot their jerseys. Hmm. Coppin State forgot its jerseys in its game against Drexel. And had to wear Drexel's practice jerseys for the game. Looking raggedy, too. Can you imagine the feeling of the equipment manager when they arrived at this game wow. and he realized that he forgot to pack the jerseys? How do you forget the jerseys? How do you forget the jerseys? I, I've also got a recruiting. Oh, man. It looks bad, too. Awful. It looks bad. It looks really bad. I've also got a recruiting for what? Uh, a fake UCLA coach has been out offering recruits. <laughs> a flurry of new UCLA football scholarship offers went out recently, according to Bruin Report Online. They didn't actually come from the football program, however. A few recruits received UCLA offers from a fake UCLA football coach. Uh, there's a tweet uh, and and. The name is not included in this tweet. It's blurred out, so I don't know who tweeted this out, which young man tweeted this out. But after a good conversation with Coach Kelly, I'm excited to announce I have received an offer to play football at UCLA. Oh, man. I feel bad for laughing. And the above tweet from a recruit was the result of a fake offer from a fake Chip Kelly. Oh, man. I feel bad for laughing. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, imagine working your butt off 
And then you get that, especially if it's like your first offer. And it's from, like, UCLA is a, a prominent school. Like, if it's your first offer. So, if like, you're a player, you you know, you have multiple Pac-12 offers and multiple offers all across the country. Like, this ain't not going to bother you that much. But this is your first, like, Power 5 offer. You're going to be over the moon, excited, ecstatic. And finding out that this is fake, it's, it may crush you. It may crush you. This is... I don't know why people want to do this, man. Because people not, are losers. People are bums. People are a-holes. That's, that's not cool. It's not cool. Getting a, a young man's hope up for no reason. Mm-mm-mm. That's not cool. I shouldn't have laughed. It was funny at first. Uh, who's on the phone? Vol Nation. Vol Nation, good morning. Hey, bro. Hey, just thinking about that, man. Now, if you've been getting scholarship offers from uh, Austin P and uh, Tupelo County, and all of a sudden UCLA drop into your mailbox, come on now. Hey, man. <laughs> Bush Jones was recruiting like that in 2017. <laughs> so, man, it, it, it happens. Well, that's, that's true, I guess so. You know, that is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious to me, though. But anyway, hey, uh, I was listening. To you guys got a couple of things I just want to share. Listening to the Dabo thing, that his they're they're just panicking. They're in panic mode right now. You can hear it in their voices uh, when people are calling in. They don't know the, what how to take losing their AD, their OC, their DC. Kids transferring, recruits decommitting. You know, they only got like I don't know how many recruits they had, like ten or something like that. But anyway, uh, just just hilarious listening to all this because, you know, Dabo, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but uh, not too long ago, uh, and I can what was the kid that played at Duke in one year and ended up going to uh, New Orleans? What's his name? Uh, basketball. Oh, Zion. Zion Williams. Yeah, Zion yeah, So here he is. They actually had an FBI no agent, you know, when they were going through all this process of trying to figure out whether guys were like, paying for players when it was illegal, you know, they were doing it under the table. Had an FBI agent sitting, talking to one of the basketball coaches, saying, on record, if we had the money to pay players like Dabo and the football team, we'd get players like Zion. Of course, they didn't do anything <laughs> to you know, Dabo and them because they were winning ball games and they didn't want to, you know, disrupt all that. But for him to say all that foolishness, you know, once again, they're in panic mode. They're stressing because, uh, like I told people before, and I've got on the radio here with them, they keep comparing themselves to Alabama and the top teams, of course, in history just because they won a few championships and uh, they, they play in an all-cupcake league all year and then, of course, win one ball game, you know. And, yeah, they've been successful over the past six years. But I told them the last time, uh, I don't remember the last time Alabama dropped out of the top 25 when they had an off season. You know what I'm saying? They weren't struggling like this. And I think, you know, coming from the abyss, I believe they're about to fall right back into it. I think their run is over uh, personally. Uh, and uh, I think uh, they're getting ready to take a huge step back. And they won't be the Clemson that we've known over the past six years, but that's just my personal opinion. Uh, thinking about this class, man, I'm excited about it. Excited about what they're doing. Now it's time to get into the portal. But my question for you guys is, looking at the landscape of college football shifting, and I think y'all mentioned this earlier, I didn't get a chance to hear the whole show, but y'all talked about, uh, if you talked about Travis Hunter going to uh, play for uh, Dion, mm-hmm. right? 
My question is, I mean, it's, I'm all for it. Go where you want to go, whether it's NIL or NLI or whatever, you know, you know, they're getting paid or whatever it is. He's going to go there and he gets the opportunity to be the man, you know, and understanding that there may be a shift of these people uh, of top-ranked players being able to go and play for these smaller schools or the HBCUs or whatever. Uh, but I guess the question is this. From my understanding is iron sharpens iron. So Facts. you're only as good as the competition that you play against. And to me, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, if he's the best player, let's say, in the whole conference, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, and he's balling out, will his ability to develop suffer some because of the level of competition that he's playing? I mean, his stats might look good. He's going to look great, you know what I'm talking about. And sure, he's going to probably be an NFL prospect. But will his development and being maybe – all he could be be hindered because of the level of competition that he's playing. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. The competition competition is is the lifeline um, of every every football program, and um, that's connected directly connected to recruiting. And the better the competition, usually means your recruiting is on point and. You want the practices to be harder than the games. You want scouts to come in and say, "Man, I don't even need to see the games. I just saw I saw practice where you had a bunch of high level pro prospects clawing, scratching to get on the football field, going at it with each other." That's the culture that's currently at Alabama right now. So iron does does sharp, sharpen iron, and. Hypel is is continuing to build that. We're not there, not close to to having that. Um, but this the staff took a big step in that direction. There's still a lot of holes to fill, and there's more holes than than the numbers will allow us to fill. Even with the new rule of the transfer portal, there's just there's a lot of holes from a depth standpoint, experience standpoint. So thank you so much for for the phone call, Vol Nation, and the th- you know thing about Clemson. Clemson has had number one recruiting classes. You don't have number one recruiting classes out recruiting Alabama and Georgia if you're not bending the rules. So, again, Dabo, stop. Stop. Because we didn't forget about the story about Xavier Thomas, who was, number, who was the number three recruit in 2018, that there's a report that had a couple different cars. Dad bought a new house right around the same time that he signed. Just really convenient. Like, folks, folks don't, they didn't forget that. And then Clemson's name was mentioned, like you just mentioned, Vol Nation, you know, with the Zion stuff. Because Zion's from South Carolina. Clemson lost out to Duke. In basketball. That's why that quote is so powerful. If... Man, Clemson basketball was doing what Clemson football was doing with a head Zion. So stop. You participated in what you're complaining about right now. You participated in it, and it helped you get a big, fat contract and two national championships. And now you're not getting the, the championships. You're not competing. Now you want to complain about something that you were participating in before. Stop. Don't want to hear. Don't want to hear. Benjamin? Jason? Anything to add before nope. we uh, 
wrap up today's show. There's some good stuff here on the, on the text box. Never Hit mind. the text box. Uh, yes, Aaron. Clemson did out recruit out recruit Tennessee. We ain't on we ain't on go there. We know for who local products. We know we know the deal. That will say he was quitting when the players got paid. Ball and Charlotte. That's right. He did say that. He ain't quitting. Cause he want that money. Come back, Cade. Come on, Cade Mays. Let's go. Let's go, Cade Mays. Get on back here. And mold Mo Clipper. Let him follow you around. Get him ready to go for when you really leave to go to the NFL. Uh, great show today, Ben. Good stuff from you. Uh, thanks for the phone calls from everyone. Uh, good stuff on the text box. Thanks for you for the interaction. Appreciate your ears for three hours. Hope to have those ears tomorrow as we wrap up the week. Tennessee playing Memphis on Saturday. This is the matchup Ooh. we've been waiting for. We'll have coverage on that tomorrow. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. The Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. And men... You're feeling tired. You're feeling grumpy. You notice that weight gain, loss of muscle mass. These all these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Make sure get your levels checked today because right now Low T is offering the convenience of monitored self inject at home testosterone treatment shipped directly to your home for just one fifty five a month, or it's covered by most health insurance if you don't want to go that route. Low T Center and LowTCenter.com reinventing men's healthcare. Peace. And love, we are out. Have a great day.